Welcome to IFNZ Podcast episode 59, the only podcast where we, we bring news every... every <laughs> Oh, and we have breaking news. Uh, this just in two weeks ago, Dirks Bentley has been cited for fishing without a fishing license. Wow. Country music star Dirks Bentley, who loves fishing and sings about it regularly. Let's test this out. Just one little thing. I just want to test one thing out. One thing. What's a song Dirks Bentley's wrote? <laughs> um... I can cheat because there was one in this article that I oh. read, but I'm not going to. Okay. I think it's called like Drunk on a Plane or something like Is that. Is that it? I think so. Do you know how it goes? Uh, can you hum me a couple bars? No. But Dirk Bentley sings a song that I knew when he first came out and he was a young strapping lad and he had longer curly hair and he looked like a was little... Was he in a band called Strapping Young Lad? A little country frat boy. No. Um, but I'm going to say there's a song that he wrote called... Uh, uh, my girl. Uh, drunk on a plane. What was I thinking? Oh, I know that song. Living. Okay. What other songs does he come out with? I don't know. I just was curious if hit you said hit, hit music superstar. I don't know. It was just like, you know, he's not hit to us because we don't listen to country no. really. Like not that kind of country. Yeah. I was, uh, I was trying to just see if there was any, I feel like I know what settle for a slowdown is. Okay. Um, and, the top ten. Let's look at this. What was I thinking? And those are probably the only two that I know. Ten. How am, how am I doing? Maybe. A lot of leaving left to do. I remember that song. Ah, uh, hold on. Nope. What about 5150? Nope, but that equals 11. Yeah, what about Long Trip Alone? Nope. Every Mile of Memory? Nope. Free and Easy, but Down the Road I Go is in parentheses. <laughs> nope. Home? <laughs> nope. Come a little closer. Perhaps. What was I thinking? Yeah, that's the number one. That's, that's the one. The that, number one. That's, that's what he the, broke out. On, that's on. that's what he broke out with. Yeah, um, as you said. So yeah, news. Yeah, trailers. let's talk about trailers first. Trailers. That's how we do it. That's how we do it here at the IFNZ podcast. Wait, dude, what was it? he trying to catch? Fish. I meant like a specific. Ooh, let's see. Like um, bass. I don't know, but they bass. were they were at Cottonwood Creek in Buena Vista. Oh. And, and never been there. Yeah, but uh, it does not say what fish. But I, that's a good question. Thank you. That's a very good question. I'm glad somebody thinks so. Uh, yeah. So trailers. We watched some uh, more trailers this week. Um, there's. It's weird. They come out every week. It's like people want us to watch movies mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, we got one. Let's go from least important to most important. Uh, I think it's a fun exercise. Um, and we'll we'll take turns talking about these. So, uh, least important trailer I watched: Bad Boys for Life. Okay, I can somewhat agree with that. My other one would be Birds of Prey because I didn't really care for what I saw. Oh, okay. That was gonna be my top <laughs> one of my top ones. Was it? That can still be That's one okay. of your top ones. That's okay. That's how we play this game. Okay. <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. Bad we Boys watched for Life. this trailer so you don't have to. What's wrong with Martin Lawrence? It look a little, a little chubbier these days. Than that's I not it. I mean, that's part of it. That's but I mean, his acting is atrocious in this. I mean, I, it's like he just doesn't care. Is there anything that he had like you were like that's an actor, or if you were like mm-hmm. that's Lawrence, Martin Lawrence, Martin Lawrence. the Martin, Martin show, just Martin, Martin whatever it's <laughs> fucking called. That, he seemed like he cared. Back he was then. Martin, I but mean, I mean, he cared. You don't think he cares in this movie? No. 
I think that it is fucking cashing it in. Well, yeah. I mean, but Will Smith is trying still. He's actively being Will Smith. Ah, hell no. Will Smith, classic Will Smith. But I would, I would argue that Will Smith is acting exactly as himself as Martin Lawrence is probably acting. I'm gonna. They're go. not even acting. They're just put in weird scenarios for two men that are almost fifty. I'm gonna step right into this and just let you know. The, the only bits of Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 or whatever that I've ever seen. Is the trailer? <laughs> no. The trailer and parts of it that are playing in Walmart on the TVs <laughs> in the background. I got you one better. I don't even know if I've seen that much of it. I think I've seen that much of Bad Boys. So I'm not one to talk on Bad Boys for this life. Be... But from the trailer standpoint, Martin's not delivering for me. <laughs> I can he's, get a little more from him. He's definitely seems like... Like, if they made Lethal Weapon, but Mel Gibson wasn't in there, and it was just Joe Pesci and, um, and, uh, what's-his-face? Mm-hmm. Glover. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, Dan? Donald. Dan, Danny. Danny Glover. Yeah, not, not Donald. Donald. I'm Come sorry. On. Donald Glover. Uh, and, uh... What would Danny be short for? Dan. Just Dan? Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Glover. All the men in that family have to end in old. And name of episode. <laughs> We've got Uncle Harold, Uncle Daniel, and Daniel and Harold. <laughs> and Ronald. Brother, brothers for life. Daniel and Harold Glover. <laughs> but I feel like Martin Lawrence is playing the Joe Pesci role in this, and maybe he has this entire time. He's playing Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a that would be a better trailer. If uh, we see Martin Lawrence trying to be Joe Pesci, <laughs> that's not what I meant. By that. No, like he is. What are you talking about, guy? <laughs> he is the Joe Pesci of this movie, and even though he's the second, the, the second in command. I mean, if it? you take if you take uh, Mel Gibson out of Lee the sure. Weapon, then Joe Pesci is the is the second hmm? lead. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of think of it in that way. Not Lethal Weapon 1, yeah. of course, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, I feel like having Jigsaw in a movie, but Jigsaw... Like, have, watching a Saw movie, but Jigsaw's not in the movie. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, he's like a central character to that movie and plot point. And maybe I'm wrong in that it's it's not Mel Gibson's out of the movie, it's that Donald Glover's out of the movie. And not Donald, Donald. Uh <laughs> So Danny Glover's out of the movie. You said Joe Pesci. You said Mel Gibson was gone. I was wrong because Will Smith is more of a Mel Gibsony kind of character. Okay, yeah, uh, he's I can not. He's not a. He's not a Daniel Glover. So we went. Character. We took Danny Glover out. He's yeah. gone. Danny's gone. Okay. Mel's back in. Joe Pesci. It's Mel Gibson. Joe Pesci. And we call the movie White Guys in Cars. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's it's uh, it's white bad boys. It's, yeah, and it's white a, boys. It's way less cool. Um, no, yeah, Will Smith is actually actually looks pretty good. Like this is like I know, but he's that's a what return like, to action star kind of thing. But do you not get that same kind? Co- what about Blight? What's Blight? That Netflix original movie where there were monsters. Oh yeah, and he was a cop, and he was yeah. like, "Oh hell no, there's monsters I this time." I haven't either. Yeah, but I feel like there's <laughs> another more explosions one. Another this one that we can. Do. Yeah. Oh, this movie's got a bigger budget than that one. I'm gonna Way say. Way bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's whelming. Will you watch? <laughs> No, not unless you put it to the test in our new potential experiment that we're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, unless well, we consider this one of the worst movies. I don't think it is. I don't no. think it's in that in that category. No. I mean, this one might be, but <laughs> the I don't, other I don't two, think the other two. The history are has in not there. dictated. Have there been three? 
Yeah, this is Bad Boys 3. This is Bad Boys 3? Yeah. I thought there were three Bad Boys before. No, I don't this think is, so. That's why we call it Bad Boys 4 Life. But it's not with a number 4, but I meant like, I thought that's, that was what they were alluding to. No, because they were even going to make the E in, in Life a 3. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I felt like Bad Boys 3 was a thing that happened. Bad Boys 3 already. is Bad Boys for Life. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. Not me. It would have been way better if they would have waited and that would have been the fourth movie. I do understand I'm gonna, uh, where the confusion I'm could be. Hold off on uh, Birds of Prey because I don't want to... You're okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about Motherless Brooklyn. Okay. Um, so this is a... I don't really know what category. I guess a action drama? More drama than action. Um, this is written, directed, and starring Edward Norton. Oh, nice. Uh, not his first movie that he's written and directed. Uh, it's one of his first, you know, it's, it's not his first foray, though. Um, this one's really good. Yeah, not a lot at all. Um, I'm trying to think of all the people that were in it. This movie is set back in kind of like gangstery time, like in the 1920s, very kind of like Dick Tracy era, I guess, oh, in a way, if you will. Uh, or Public Enemies, I guess, and more uh, this. Uh, his Are they characters. talking about the rap group Public Enemy? <laughs> no, Public Enemies. Um, <laughs> Uh, this movie is about Edward Norton's character living with uh, a severe stutter, uh, just debilitating, which is also just kind of odd how they started off because it actually turns into this almost like kind of crime drama as it as it unfolds. Um, it starts off with him kind of just talking about struggling in his day-to-day life, yeah. um, and then things kind of got a little easier for him when he met this detective character who's played by Bruce Willis. Yeah. Old um, butt whisper himself. Uh-huh. Butt whisper? Yeah. BW. <laughs> I didn't know what where we were going. With. Yeah, have we called him butt whisperer before? Is that just you just made that up in your head and you thought like, oh, this is canon now. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> butt whisperer. Really? You never had a BW? You never call anything a BW? No. <laughs> no, it's not a fart. that. No, no, I've like never a, called like it a, that. A silent fart is a butt whisper. I call it a silent fart, a silent but deadly. <laughs> yeah, BW. No, it's BD. Silent but deadly, <laughs> not BW. Ladies have BWs. Anyway, it's butt whispers. Uh, so he's introduced as a detective, and he's kind of using them. Uh, he's using Edward Norton's character and his friend as kind of a. Uh, it's almost like a. What are they called? The people that look out on the streets for like CI is that what it, criminal informant sure you know what I'm talking about like yeah. they'll have like somebody that's like he used to be a drug dealer but we're gonna cut you a deal you go on the streets and oh, you took you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about what are those people called I like that snitch yeah like a snitchy type he's but he's not and like a snitch stitches. he's just in, integrated into the neighborhood that they're they're kind of correlating with yeah. so he's kind of looking out for him and helping him out um he witnesses uh Bruce Willis's character get murdered, and it kind of leads up this chain of Alec Baldwin's character as this like big hotshot like senator, mayor, like important political person, um, and the, he finds means to trying to find out that, that he is the guy that did it. Like, ah. He's gun ho on him doing it. Like he, he's the one that's done it, and uh, he basically does everything, but you know, flat out tell him I did it, kind of a thing. 
and uh, it's leading to him being basically almost like a detective himself, trying to piece these uh, things back together. But it like the speech impediment thing is almost like Tourette's. I think is oh. what he, maybe what he has because he's like ah, da, da, yeah, you know, like a lot and stuff that throughout the whole trailer and everything. But a big cast for a movie that I had no idea was should have been on my radar. But after I watched the trailer, I was just like, this looks pretty fucking cool. Like it's gonna be a really emotional movie, but. Yeah, it was, yeah, I forgot Willem Dafoe was in Willem it. Willem Dafoe, he's in everything yeah, anymore right now. again. Yep. Leslie Mann's in it. Mm-hmm. Bobby uh, Cannavale, uh, which I know him, but I don't really know mm-hmm. his name. Ethan Supley's in it. Um, I'm trying to think. There's there's the, the female lead in the movie that he's kind of talking to. is uh, yeah. uh, Goo- It's her, yeah. Juju, Gugu. Yeah, I don't know what else Mabasa she's in, Ra. but she's she's the primary lead, yeah. the female lead to Edward Norton's character. Um, they're like she's seen the murder happen. She knows kind of the ins and outs of what's going okay. on. So it leads to him like kind of being like, What's going on? You have to tell me what's going on. Blah blah blah, kind of a thing. Things you would know her from is she was in the Beauty and the Beast uh, live action. She was Plumet. Okay. Uh, she was in Concussion, that movie with Will Smith. Uh, she's actually does one of the voices of the the creature Celadon in Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. Cool. Uh, so she's got a, a good little. She's a Wrinkle in Time, Cloverfield Paradox. She's got a pretty pretty good little list of of things. Looks like a Black Mirror episode. Cool. So yeah, seems um, like good people. It's based it on like a novel. A, yeah, it looks like a really cool, uh, really cool movie. Nice. I definitely recommend people checking out the trailer. Maybe checking out the movie when it releases. Um, Super Size Me Too. Okay. Uh, is a movie that it's coming out. Um, I think just it'll already have come out by the, actually by the time this episode drops. Um, this is Morgan Spurlock returning to Holy Chicken. Uh, the Well. Yeah. This is uh, Holy Chicken is the name of this one. And instead of going through, because there has been a lot of changes in the fast food industry over the last few years since the first Super Size Me, um, he decided, yeah, I'm not going to go through eating a month worth of fast food all, all day long. Um, I, I want to know more about the food industry and I want to get deeper into it. And so he decides he's going to open up a restaurant, a chicken restaurant, and mm-hmm. he's going to do all the research behind what is a free range chicken and how are all these things that we're trying to do to be healthier really affecting everything and what is what's really behind he's kind of pulling back the curtain on that uh this movie actually hit the film festivals in 2017 uh but is hitting a limited theater release and a uh direct-to-video um release at the same time on the 13th i do believe which like yeah, i said is already passed it looks like um that's wrong that's wrong it changed oh, okay. yeah sorry yeah you're okay um, but yeah, and I'm, I liked the first one. I thought it was kind of eye-opening. It definitely is a good reminder to kind of keep things. It was at the Toronto International Film Festival. There you go. And it was in, in a festival of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I like Morgan Spurlock stuff. He had a show on CNN for a bit. Um, and, uh, he's done a couple of different series over the years with HBO, I think, or Showtime or something like that. Um, on the Seven Deadly Sins and he's, uh, yeah. I'm a di- I'm a digging of them. What do you got? Uh, probably one of my more eagerly anticipated things out for the past few years has been uh, Vince Gilligan talking about uh, rumors and rumors of potential uh, Gilligan's Island. Yes, reunion. Uh, all the people that dig up their graves, throw them back on the island, and see what happens. Um, <laughs> is a uh, is a Breaking Bad like miniseries or something that would be kind of tossed around, and now we know that it has found a home 
on uh, Netflix, of all things, and it is coming out very soon on October 11th. It's called El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and it is basically going to be what happens to Jesse Pinkman or Aaron Paul's character Mm -hmm. um, after the end of the Breaking Bad saga, whenever he gets away, and uh, basically all of the people from this DEA organization trying to find him. Nice. And uh, so we get just a short little trailer. It's only 54 seconds long. It's them, uh, the DEA. You kind of get a slow pan up to it. You see two of the main uh, characters that had died uh, uh, during the course of the show uh, up on the wall that were cops, other, other DEA agents on the on the wall. It's kind of like a in memory, like a plaque oh, of their see. face, yeah. um, which was kind of like a cool little nod that they actually acknowledge that and show that. Um, and it pans into this like uh, conference room type thing where they're interviewing this character. Um, and he's basically just kind of saying, like, even if I knew where Jesse was at, I wouldn't tell you guys, you know, I, but I have no idea. He could be on the moon for all I know kind of a thing. And it was just kind of a uh, a cool little uh, little snippet of a trailer. And then we just get the pan that says El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and October 11th. So nice. I'm not sure if we'll get an actual, like, other full trailer so leading quick. up to this. Yeah, because <laughs> it's so quick, but... Um, it does have Aaron Paul and uh, obviously this character that's Charles the Barker. Yeah, Skinny Pete is the character that he plays. But Baker. those are the only people that they've actually tied into the movie as of right now because they want to keep as much of it a secret as they possibly can. Seems like can. It, yeah. Um, uh, there are a lot of people because of speculation of late that Brian Cranston might somewhat maybe maybe be back in it as a tie at the very end of Didn't the movie, die? kind of a thing. You don't know. Oh, uh, okay. The the illusion of the it alluded at the end of the mo- at the end of the series that he is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know spoilers, sorry. Um, but he gets shot several times by this gun turret from this uh, from this thing that comes out of the back of this vehicle, um, and it shoots through. And the last shot that you see that pans out from him is uh, the camera panning up and he's on the ground like holding his stomach and it's just a pool of blood that comes up and you see a bunch of different DEA agents SWAT people and stuff coming through with guns running through this uh, facility where they've been making the meth Um, and then uh, you see Jesse driving off in this Camino like kind of crying and like screaming because he's just finally got free of everything that he's been kind of roped into and he's on the lam Um, so truly you don't know I mean they could have saved uh, you know Brian Cranston's character's life. Um, <coughs> they could have saved you know his life. Uh, we, we just have no idea. So I, I guess there was some illusion because they you see the, or illusion that you see that they've been together a lot lately too, uh, promoting a few different things. Uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. So a lot of people oh. were in speculation that maybe they did do something together for this specifically. Not that he's like escaped or something, but maybe you'll see Brian Cranston's character maybe in a hospital, or mm-hmm. maybe you'll see him in like like he's like got a gunshot wound or something like that, and he's like up in a hospital bed in a prison or something yeah. like that, and that'll lead to something that happens down the road or whatever. But won't know until it happens. I'm excited cool. for October for sure. There's a lot of good shit coming out. Awesome. Um, we can talk about a the movie Birds of Prey. Uh, it's not in the top of things that I've seen, but it is <gasps> it's in not? the middle. Um, so we got a, we got a, a teaser trailer for Birds of Prey. Um, and Mine was in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> and the fantabulous emancipation of the one Harley Quinn is the long full title of it. Uh, but this uh, is a we get a spoof of it as it as it's kind of beginning. We've got the red balloons kind of popping up, and then the. <laughs> 
like the music from uh, it, from it yeah. on there, and then kind of flashes as the silhouette of Harley Quinn uh, appears, and she takes her hammer and smashes the balloons and she says aren't you and then it bleeps out with a balloon pop tired of balloon or uh, of uh clowns. clowns by now or something like that and then it just does like a, a real fast kind of clip show we get a, a sneak peek of i think there's a maybe a little bit of you and mcgregor as black mask that you see mm-hmm. you see, see really just a lot of just kind of fighty scenes of punchy punchy kind of stuff and fast cars and and all that jazz uh, but nothing overly crazy um, is revealed in there. We kind of just get to see a, a glimpse of our main characters, I think, that we're going to see in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. It's like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Um, but it's it's the first glimpse of a movie that I'm excited for. I liked Suicide Squad, and I liked Margot Robbie's uh, 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 Harley Quinn. So... I think I'm not. That, I'm not not excited for it. It just wasn't in my top bill. That yeah, was all I meant sure. by it, really. And in the trailer I saw was in Russian, so I didn't know what she said whenever she said sure stuff. That, sure, that played played for that. I, I it was just really weird because it was like and it sounded like a man's voice covering over <laughs> what she was supposed to be saying, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Uh, that's what you get for trying to watch <laughs> Russian trailers. It was just it popped up because I was like, I knew that that had come out somewhere yeah but then whenever i clicked on it on youtube it was just in russian i even thought it was was before yeah and the way that they had kind of brought about it i mean everybody it's on everything so Mm -hmm. i don't think it's truly leaked on anything like that which else you got uh let's talk about jojo rabbit let's talk about jojo i'm really excited for this i i've uh i've really grown fond of uh takai watiti or however you say takai watiti's uh movies and uh everything that he's done um, so is he playing the dad in this is that him is this him right here taika waititi he's an imaginary friend taika is yes he should it's not that's not him that's him oh but he's an imaginary he's, he's not, imaginary he's he's, not he's, an adult. he's like an imaginary hitler parent oh. he's not a real adult parent the See, only parent that's the in parent. the only he's parent the that's is the mom okay the mom is the played only by uh, uh uh black widow mm-hmm yeah yes Played by Scarlett, Scarlett. Johansson. I only uh, know people by the characters. Uh, played by Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> Korg is a figment of his imagination wearing a Hitler mustache. Oh, okay. I d- see, I didn't pick that up from the trailer, I guess. Uh, yeah, so he's supposed to be like a figment of his imagination. This child who is uh, basically in Hitler's army, raising to become a yeah. member of the SS from like a young group of children. Absolutely. Um, is sees basically his uh, vision of what Hitler is that's kind of his bad side of his personality because whenever he's talking with him at points in time saying, you know, uh, because you find out eventually like halfway through the trailer that Scarlett Johansson's character who is a member of the SS or whatever as well too has been harboring in secret a Jewish girl, a yes. teenage girl um, close to the same age of the of the main of uh, the young boy, yeah, jo- Jojo in, in inside their house. Yeah. Um, who he's kind of scared of at first. They almost make her seem like she's like a, some poor woman. She like her fingers come that. out. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the whole like what they brainwashed everybody mm-hmm. in is like that. That Jewish people have these like powers and they're scary and they're everything like mm-hmm. that. As he gradually that makes so gets much more to, sense so that he's an yeah. imaginary friend because there were some things that he that they interacted between yeah. each other that were very like odd for a parent to interact yeah. with. 
it's almost like he's the bad angel that or the devil that sits on his shoulder versus like the good angel is basically almost kind of like his mom his mom eventually whenever she talks to him and says all these nice things about her yeah and as he gradually gets to know her and he's having this conversation with who his bad devil is is basically hitler the person he's supposed to be looking up except for. he doesn't seem that bad uh, I mean, he's he's yeah. training him to to believe in their beliefs, but other than that, like yeah. even when they come across the girl, uh, he's kind of like, I don't know, like what should we do? Like, yeah, because it's as part of his subconscious. Yeah, you know, but it doesn't like, seem evil yeah, inherently yeah, he, because he doesn't really know how to process everything because yeah. he's she's not evil. But I mean, he's kind of like, I mean, this she is evil. This is what you've supposed been taught. This be, is what you're supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, so I mean that's that's basically kind of the ins and outs of it. It's kind of uh, comedic. I mean, it's very comedic. Yes, very uh, much so. Uh, it's it's. Not... I feel like that's that's his bread and butter though. Like, oh, he's yeah. always been for for so forward with comedy and. Everything. This reminds me of um, who are the the brothers? Uh, no, they're not brothers. Wes. Uh, Wes Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, mm-hmm. it reminds me like this style reminds me of like a Wes Anderson mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, uh, which I like because I love Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. So let maybe uh, more comedy, less weird Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can uh, see that. More digestible Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but star-studded cast. Uh, you've got the kid that plays JoJo. You've got uh, Taika in in playing as Adolf Hitler. In his, his, is, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Sam Rockwell in it. Scarlett Johansson, Rebel Wilson, Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones is in it. Steve Merchant's in it. Tons and tons of people. Um, it looks like a fun, good time. It's almost like semi, like some of the stuff whenever he's interacting with the other kids almost makes it seem like a camp adventure. Yeah. Like you're going to summer camp to learn to be a Nazi kind of a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, you're learning to be a member of the SS army. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a really weird, it's, it, in social media circles, it's got kind of a weird fucked vibe on lots of things. A lot of people not happy with the fact that he's doing something like this. And then a lot of people seeing that this actually brings to light a lot of really cool, uh, I don't know how to, how to phrase it. Like it's, it's making light of something that is such a dark time, but it's showing you like the good side of there, there's I mean? heart in there, and yeah. and I think it, it in in humor it educates a bit on this time and yeah. the the thought process of of the the Hitler's Germany mm-hmm. and and what they were thinking and how silly it was like how ridiculous it was that they thought this of those people, but it's eye opening, it's educational. You don't want to forget those things, and also. Yeah, I we realize I realize that we're in 2019 where art can't be art; it has to mean something. Why can't this just be a good movie? Right. Uh, <laughs> no, it, people have to get up in arms and defend it over yeah. stuff or stupid shit. Oh, well, I like it. Um, and we got a trailer for a movie that we did not know was coming out from Netflix. No. Also, they've been good about just like here's the surprise yeah, movie I'm that you didn't know okay about. Okay, with surprise announcements. From Absolutely, them. between two ferns, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which we get Zach Galifianakis back as the host of Between Two Ferns, mm-hmm. and he ends up drowning. Who is it? Who's the, the Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey. But he comes back to life. <laughs> yeah, he's he's dead. <laughs> he's he, dead. He, but he, he got shot back to life. <laughs> Um, oh, cool. They did update the cast list. This wasn't updated as of yesterday, but okay. now we have the full cast list it's here. It's full. Very full. And there's way more than that. But essentially... Uh, it's it's full on here. The whole premise is that uh, Zach Galifianakis' character, which I think is just Zach Galifianakis. It is. He's and just Will himself. Ferrell's character is just Will Ferrell. And so he yeah. uh, Zach messes up. 
on his show uh, Between Two Ferns and uh, Will, who's his boss and runs Funny or Die. So, of course, he is kind of his boss mm-hmm. when it comes to that because it is a Funny or Die show. Um, demands that he do ten, the last ten episodes of this show have to happen. Mm-hmm. And so the adventure is essentially him doing these last ten yep. episodes. And the cast is... Keanu Reeves, Tessa Thompson, Brie Larson, Haley Steinfeld, Matthew McConaughey, Benedict Cumberbatch, John Hamm, Will Ferrell, Radisha, Radisha Jones, uh, Tiffany Haddish, Adam Scott, Laura Lapkus, who is, I think, an like an assistant for... Zach Galifianakis' character, it's not really Lauren Lapkus, it might be, I guess, maybe. Um, Peter Dinklage, uh, obviously Zach Galifianakis, Jason Schwartzman, John Cho, Chrissy Teigen, who has a funny moment in the trailer where she's hitting on him, him and he's just like, well, what about John Legend? And she's just like, something about him being polished his EGOT. His EGOT, yeah. And he's like, is that what he names his penis? (laughs) Uh, uh, Ginger uh, Gonzaga, who is Will, uh, Will Ferrell's receptionist, I guess. Uh, John Legend, Chance the Rapper, David Letterman, uh, and others. Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, and others, other people that are uh, just cast in the movie yeah. to be assistants of uh, Zach Galifianakis. It's a road movie. movie. Road are, movie yes. It's a road trip. Um, they're taking a road trip to do these last ten episodes. I always love a good road trip movie. So. Me too. Sucker I'm, for I'm it. In. I'm in. Do you have any other trailers? Joker. Joe. Oh yeah. The final Joker trailer. Uh, Joker's getting intent, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of words. People are talking about a lot of words about this Joker movie, uh, um, even though it doesn't come out for almost another month. It has been viewed at a film festival. That's right. Uh, it, as of uh, as of this date for recording, uh, just a handful of days ago on Monday, we got some uh, early reviews from people through Metacritic scores and uh, through just standard reviewers and stuff who saw it at this film festival. It was in Paris, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, raving reviews saying that even if this movie was not about Joker and it was just about a person going through a state of mental psychosis and a breakdown and everything, that this movie would play off just as well. Which is what it should do. Yes. I mean, that's, that's definitely so. what they should be, they should have aimed for, and that's what they should do with any superhero movie is, is this a good story if you take away the superheroes? Exactly. And if it's not, then it's probably not going to be a good movie. And you think that's probably why the Marvel movies are so good is because you take away the superheroics and there's still stories of growth and mm-hmm. learning about yourself and in relationships with people. So that's awesome to hear. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, so that's, that was uh, raving reviews for him as the character. Um, he did some interviews that I watched after this trailer came out from the film festival and everything. And then... Uh, uh, him and it's uh, Todd Phillips, right? Yeah, Todd Phillips. So him and Todd Phillips were on stage and they were kind of talking about the direction he wanted to go. He actually invited Todd Phillips over to his house. He's like, I want to go over this laugh with you because I want to get it right. But I'm kind of ashamed to do it just on set. And he was just like, why do you have to be ashamed? You know you got this role, right? And he's just like, ah, just just hear me out. And he came over a couple of different days to kind of give him what he wanted to and make it more organically kind of thrown into the day. Yeah. Um, that he had been watching like YouTube clips, movies and stuff of this actual, like, like this disease where you can laugh for yourself to death. Like it's actual, oh, wow. like an actual disease where people will just burst out into laughter and it's triggered in your mind and you can't shut your laugh off. Like if we are laughing so hard, we have to kind of tell ourselves to breathe. Otherwise, you know, we could choke Yeah. and these people can't shut it off Oh wow! so they can actually like choke to death on it. And he was watching that so that way he could make his laugh for this Joker kind of seem more organic and more realistic to that in that kind of a sense. And it was really kind of neat because I watched some of the videos that, um, that popped up in a, in, in 
in the background and everything that he had watched. And I went back onto YouTube and watched a couple of those that oh, I could yeah. watch. And it's really fucked. Like, how wow. weird and stuff that this just organically happens. This woman was filming her husband, like, just laughing hysterically for no reason in the car. And he can't stop. Like, he can't shut it off and stuff. And he's just, like, coughing and hacking and wheezing. And he can't stop, like, trying to laugh and everything. He's just trying to put himself in a frame of mind where he's nothing's funny there's nothing going on kind of a thing and it's just weird that that's a psychosis that happens i mean it makes sense there's something for everything kind of a thing but wasn't that on mary poppins was it from the guy who couldn't stop laughing maybe i can't remember he was like it's been so long bubbles or something yeah it's been so long since i've seen that (laughs) i believe you um funny or not funny but an interesting thing to kind of offshoot on the joker Mm -hmm. todd phillips is talking about in an interview that he had actually pitched to Warner Brothers to do a DC Black kind of movie label like they have the DC Black label comic books now Mm -hmm. that are all adult mature and to essentially have a world of DC Black label movies that would be more on the adult side so that Mm -hmm. they could still play a family friendly versions of the superheroes and let them both exist as mm-hmm. separate entities um which not it, intermingled just kind not of independently doing their, their own things yeah That's so cool. that you could have your adult versions of these characters mm-hmm. and you could have also a family-friendly version uh nothing was picked up yet but i thought that that was an interesting kind of thing especially really hearing cool what we are hearing about this because um, it seems like and i I don't know. There's also been some negative stuff, I'm sure, out, out for it. Yeah, like uh, uh, the Metacritic score for it is now gone down. It like everything was at one point in time. The just the ratings uh, was actually at a perfect ten. Really, for a period of time, it's gone down to nine point six now, just for independent ratings for people that have viewed it. Sure. The Metacritic score was close to like a 95, 96, and now has gone down to seventy five. I see. So it's kind of just evening out. The yeah. popularity's decreased, but still on the rise. It says, but it's decreased from what it was as soon as the the final trailer released uh, a see. few days ago and stuff. It was fucking way up there everybody was paying attention to it it's interesting so it's crazy that, this is so close to to think that this movie's less than a month away from coming yeah. out now <laughs> i thought for some reason i thought it was an, an august release in my head so oh. I, I thought it should have came out a long time ago in my, in yeah. my brain um and I, I also find it interesting that joaquin phoenix has talked about the uh the mental uh mm-hmm. weight that he took on with this character mm-hmm. and uh you know the same thing we saw with heath ledger mm-hmm. like he so said that the weight losses was like really fucked with him too, oh, trying sure. to maintain that skinniness and everything because mm-hmm. he's not he lost a no, lot of weight for it and everything. He's, yeah. yeah, he's not. So he said just trying to keep that down and working, worrying about that and worrying about staying in that frame of mind for the character. And he said it was more anxiety driven on his head than it was anything else, yeah. and that just what was what was weighing down on him more so than anything. Yeah, yeah. Was that I you this is. The, the second time you've heard somebody about, talk about playing this character mm-hmm. that has dealt with issues afterwards yeah. with it. It's, it's interesting. interesting. For sure. The least, uh, the least of things. You want to hop into a boat and sail down a river and go into some news? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eddie Murphy is returning to stand-up comedy. Yeah. Officially. For a, for a smooth how much money? Oh, from Netflix? Yeah. I'm not talking about that. He's actually doing a stand-up tour. Oh, another an actual tour yeah. tour? He's doing cool. a tour tour. I love that. What, what, how much money was it that Netflix gave him for his stuff? I don't know. I mean, I'll fuck it up, but I think it was like $5 billion. Billion? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I right. think it was like million? $70 million. See, I was wrong. Something to that effect. 
I, I, I feel like it was, but still, it's like an, a, a way larger amount than what you think it a should cost. A lot of dollars. That's a lot of money to do. It's a lot of A dollars. movie for Dolomite that was like part of that roped into it. And then at least, a, like, oh, I think okay. it, it was the, the tie is to do at least one stand up special. If yeah. not, I think the, the deal was for three. Was it really? I think. Like they did with Chappelle? Yeah. It's like Chappelle the actual big... like thing is for, but still $70 million to do one movie and three stand-up specials at minimum. That's pretty That's good. a lot of fucking money, man. That's pretty good. That's like a, your stand-up special is an hour or less. This basically. is his first major return to stand-up since over 30 years ago, obviously, with Raw. was in 87. Um, but he is doing going on the road uh, to do it all. Um, so it seems like he's pretty excited for it. Part of me hopes that he does the on the road before he they film the special. That way, I'm he sure. kind of you know, probably what he's build doing up to work his chops. His set. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's probably probably to work his set on there. Uh, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they're doing that for show. Uh, did you see the developer kits for the PlayStation Five? No, they came out a couple of weeks ago. I'll pull up a picture here in a second. But the PS Five developer kits uh, are out in the wild. They have been for a while, but we got some image leaks that had uh, been seen from it, oh, and okay. uh, some patent sketches for it for the developer kits. Now, a lot of people are speculating that this kit itself is also supposed to be representation of what the future design is for it, and uh, I kind of hope not because I think it looks stupid. Um, I'm gonna try and see if I can find it here real quick. It's uh, it looks like a V, like four or five. Oh, but it's okay. it's shaped like that. Oh my God! I opened up the HTML. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Tell me a story. Um, I, by the uh, way, just to confirm your oh. information, it was seventy million. Okay, cool. is what he got for an undisclosed number of specials, uh, is what they say. But Eddie Murphy got paid seventy million from Netflix to come to work for them. So. That, that's got to be something. Um, Tang is coming out with, or sorry, Oreo is coming out with a Tang flavored Oreo. Um, it looks like it's with the like chocolate. Orange yeah, like, like the orange juice? Like the orange drink? The orange drink, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's orange juice. I think it's, I, really just, don't know. I think it's an orange drink. I don't know if they, they, it's, comes, it's powdered. I don't think it can be technically orange like juice. Like the hit movie? Powder? Yeah. <laughs> I love powder. <laughs> With, uh, what's his face, um, from Boondock Saints, did you know that? That powder is, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery? <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't think I've heard of that. <laughs> yes. That's messed it is. up. You won't be able to unlook away from it once you look it up. Wow. Uh, but Tang Oreo has been spotted, uh, it's been spotted, I think, in, in Dubai, is where it currently has been spotted. Do you think it'll make its way stateside? I do think it will. We love Oreos stateside. We're, we're fat and ready for it, so why not? We're fat and ready for it. <laughs> uh, but I was hoping, I felt like a Tang Oreo would go great with a vanilla cookie, but they're going with a chocolate cookie on the pairing there. I just don't know if I agree with my orange and chocolate together, but a lot like of people it. like orange and chocolate. They do. I, I don't. I don't like that pair together no. itself. I don't know why the image isn't loading here, but yeah, this is a. Uh, it's talking about the development kit and everything there too. Um, did you get the update for Android 10 on your phone? I don't know. Okay, so you can check it yourself and stuff. Android 10 is rolling out to uh, to devices now. We have now officially uh, gotten word from Google that the Android devices from here on are ditching the dessert names. We're not going to have a cute little dessert name, uh, Android Q slash 10, I guess, as we should call it. 
um, is is what we're under for it. And uh, I guess just we're going to go with the number from now on. Uh, they they had it as, labeled as Android Q for so long that they're kind of making this Android Q slash 10 on it. Yeah. But I guess the next update will get like Android uh, 10.1, 10.2s and stuff like that until we get the next development out. And then we'll actually have an official just... Android 11 will be the next one. Yeah, they'll drop for it and everything. I, uh, so we're dropping out names for it and everything, just making it clear and concise. I guess they got kind of scared and be like, what are we going to do? What, 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 what is a Q food? What are we going to get to? That's a Q dessert. Uh, but I, I, there was a mention when I went to that uh, Harry Potter event a while back mm-hmm. um, that if you had Android 10, that the app would not work with it. for Like they hadn't finished updating it, I guess. Is maybe. Really? Um, or or you wouldn't be able to play that game with the new updates that they were pushing out because it wasn't... But I don't know if what that had to do with anything. I don't know if that was... Is is Android Q or Android 10, is it is it out-out? Like, is it official? It is like, out-official, I, I updated it uh, two days ago now on my phone. I don't know that it prompted me. It yet. doesn't prompt you right oh, away. Okay. It, it doesn't. It, it um, You can have it set up for auto-rollout, but it, it only comes to... It's on every Pixel device as of right now. It's not rolling out to any other device for another couple of months until sure, they yeah. polish out a few more things for those devices in particular. But they have it ready for all of the Pixel devices. Yeah. Um, I guess it's Pixel 2 have Plus. Have you noticed a change? Um, yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff Oh, that's it's on changed. Pixel 2 Plus? Pixel 2 and then up. Oh, okay. Not like on the original have... Pixel. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, do you notice any changes with it? Yeah. The, uh, yeah I've, I've noticed a uh, significant improvement in speed. Okay, um, good. Because I was processing to... speed is 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 definitely improved to me. Uh, speed of Google responsiveness, um, actually, like pressing the button to prompt or doing the squeeze on the side to do the prompt. Um, I've, I've noticed an improvement in that significantly. Uh, I don't have to say things or enunciate them a specific way. It's just talking more organically to okay. it, and the response time for it's a lot faster as well. Um, it's I guess they I I can't think of the amount they've they've added in. Uh, X amount of like thousands and thousands of new unique words to it too. Oh, so the bank yeah. of words that you type in, like like who dis or something like that, uh-huh. and it'll try to look up something for you from like Urban Dictionary or something. Nice. And it actually like does things that are a little bit more unique and things that you wouldn't think of outside the box. But uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's something that's uh, come through. I I, I I like the interface. They uh, changed the way dark mode works uh, a little bit differently on it too. Um, uh, everything is kind of changed to the dark mode versus just a handful of things, including like whenever you swipe over to your Google News panel and everything. Yeah, it's I actually did. all dark. Mine's all too. that way now. But it used to be based off of what your wallpaper was in the background. Yes. So if your wallpaper is light, it would have a light news. There was an override. Is that override on ten? Yes. Oh, then I have it. I guess. Okay, maybe you do. Because I, I I did this like last week. Yeah. Or like maybe. Well, they they incorporated that at one point in time in a security patch update too. Okay. So you might not have ten. You might have I like saw nine or whatever too. Even like two months ago, where but it's they've like changed it to where mode. it's it's on there like true dark mode. You don't have to toggle that on or off or anything like that. It's just it's an improved version of it. There's a lot of other things behind the scenes too. Like I said, that incorporate with why the speed is improved for processing speed. Okay. But um, I don't. I don't have all of that stuff right in sure. front of me. There's the image there. Um, you probably have looked up and see yeah, the PlayStation 5. Uh, uh, that's uh, the patent and the version of the dev kit that has been handed out to people looks exactly like that. You can see the discs in slot there, your USB ports there. That's Obviously, ugly. it's not going to be exactly like that because you're not going to need 
that many USB ports in the front of your fucking oh, that's console. that's part of the dev kit. Yeah, that's part of the dev kit, so that way they can plug in uh, hard drives and controllers yeah. and anything like that as Test well, Test out too. a bunch of different yeah. things. So it's not going to look exactly like that, but a lot of people were saying, like, this is actually what they had potentially considered make uh, making a base model look similar to. It looks like an engine, like, like a, a motor. Yes, if like, you, like, stood it up, it looks like that would be, like, an engine like, block. It looks like the block, yeah, it looks like when you see, like, a, fan, a nice a nice sporty uh, muscle car, mm-hmm. like, you would, that would be what was sitting on top of it like that like thing that's on top of the hood yeah like whenever you see like the parts of the engine block sticking out kind yeah of thing yeah. yeah that's what it looks like yeah i'm not i'm not a huge fan of it i i hope that's not what they go with i guess if it is then i'll just have to suck it up and deal with it because i'm gonna get it one way or another maybe they'll have a cover maybe yeah. that oh well that could be everything before it gets a shell around a it shell. too yeah, I guess so. And maybe, you know, like, these are fans and things like that. And maybe yeah. they've got a, a more, a sleeker version of how that looks once it's covered up. I don't know. I, or I, maybe I, it's nothing at all. I would be <laughs> fine I would be fine if it looks just like the PS4, but they add one more stack to that hamburger stack that we have of the PS4. Yeah. And I, I would be just as happy yeah. if they did that. And they'd be like, hey, look, there's one more because there's more shit in it. <laughs> there you go. Um, That's funny. Uh, yeah. But I just weird, unique design. It is It is weird. And I unique. agree with that. <laughs> And unique. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about something that, uh, since we're talking about phones, I've been considering going Apple. Okay. And here's my reasons why. Okay. Um, it seems like they've got some cool I apps. Feel, I feel like you have to warrant it to me somehow. It's I like, do. Like you, you Cause feel we, like you need to. Huh? I do, because I've been very Google. I, I yeah, love sure. my Google phone, and I don't love my Samsung tablet. Like, it's okay, but it's got a lot of bloatware that you can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I've, I'm in the, I'll be soon in the market to upgrade my phone. Yeah, you too. And I'm, I usually am on the same cycle generally for my tablet. So it's like, do I go Apple, iPad and iPhone mm-hmm. and, and go that route? I, you know, the things I don't like about Apple are the lockdown of things where you don't have as much free reign to get behind the, behind the hood, mm-hmm. under the hood. Yeah. Um, I don't like that you can't expand storage space, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of the devices are going to where you can't expand storage space either because they're wanting you to use cloud technology instead of putting sure. it all on your device. Which is warranted. And and so I get that. I'm good with that too. But it seems like some of the, some of the apps that I'm needing, you know, things for songwriting, things for recording music, things for reading eBooks, and uh, and some some of the podcast stuff that they've got available are potentially better or a little more cleaned up or a little bit more. Uh, they just seem like they could be better built apps hmm. on there, and so it's got me thinking. Hmm, should I should I try it? Should I go down that road? I feel like I'm committed for at least two years with yeah, them. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you, I actually recently had gone down the same thought as well too. It's not that I don't like Apple devices because I had one i've had two and before in the past um obviously not recently the last i've one, only had an ipod that's the, the only the last device. one that i had was an iphone 4s that's been how long it's been since okay. i've had it i've had i've had an iphone i had an iphone 5 but it was offline and i just used it at home basically for like, like an ipod player, shepherd, yeah. yeah media player of, of sorts um and just for like social media in general or whatever but that was the only two recent ones that i've had and obviously it's come uh, a little bit further leaps and bounds at this point in this stage everything has every app um every app on every phone does the exact same thing um you're talking about on the apple stuff on apple and on on android 
They don't have the same apps, though. No, they do have... There's exclusives. There are exclusives, because Apple pays substantially more money to try and hold back specific things. Exactly. um, Which is fine. Uh, It's a a way to do business, I guess, I guess. I mean, but they did the same thing with, like... We'll say, for example, Plants vs. Zombies 2, whenever it came out, Apple had an exclusive hold on to it for six months prior to releasing on Android. Whenever it released, I was able to get an inversion of it through APK on my Samsung that I had at the time the exact same day of launch because I can do that on an Android. So it's not like it's an exclusive thing. I can still get them on my phone. Yeah. It's not held back in any way, shape, or form because this phone does something different that this phone doesn't because it's there. They, They all do the same stuff. It's all the same technology. It's all the same processing speed at this point in time. They're all going to tout. They have better cameras than one another. Essentially, the camera's almost exactly identical now, too. Um, I, so I noticed my camera sucks. It's getting worse, for sure, <laughs> compared to you know some other stuff that you might see out there. I still love my camera. My camera does really good for yeah. me. Um, uh, it's added in the night shot, which does really well as far as doing night shots yeah. and stuff is included. Um, the focus mode and everything else that's on it, it does uh, portrait modes really good too. Um, it does well for a phone that only has one lens on a camera yeah. and incorporating that stuff back in through technology to simulate a portrait mode without having to have dual cameras is extremely impressive. The fact that if they did decide to do dual camera this next time around for a Pixel 4 is going to make it even more impressive to not have to worry about having that portrait mode be something that's back-ended through software. Ah. Um, but... I saw well, I and while I was at the Harry Potter event, mm-hmm. I saw somebody doing it on an iPhone 10, and I thought it looked leaps and bounds better than mine. Sure, but it also I have to remember that iPhone 10 came out last, last year. year. This came out two years ago. Yes. So so there's a year you're looking technology. at like you're looking at a screen that's fully fledged, like almost pixel perfect OLED yeah. versus something that's not that. Yeah. I think I want to see. Uh, I'd like. I'd love to see like an actual comparison of. Is the ten what's what's out for this year? Or are they have they're going to have another one. Their announcement will happen this year, this month sometime. Okay, it might have happened by the time this episode. I'd like out. to see a comparison of the of the Google Four and really consider it. I've always kind of said, yeah, you know, Which you I'm would not, have to wait until October, Apple. anyways, until that happens. Yeah. I don't know if that's when your stuff's up, but I, yeah, that part doesn't matter because it's not dying, dying. So yeah. I mean, I've got time, but I'm you know, it's time to consider those things. And I was like. Do I, you know, I've, I've trash-talked Apple for a long time. No, that's uh, what I'm saying, and that's what I've always said, even since I was at Verizon. A lot of people will ask me what works better than the other, and I'll say they both have their perks. They're both, and I would never trash, because, you know, I mean, it's all literally a matter of personal preference. Yeah. Everything in my house is all centered around Google and Android-based, yeah. including all the smart speakers, the devices that we have in the living room, whether it be the Fire um, TV or whether it be the Chromecast Ultra, you know, whatever, everything is all Android based. And that would mean that if I was to go Apple oriented, yes, it would work on that yeah. Chromecast because it can still stream to Bluetooth, that, yeah. but it wouldn't work. There's certain things that are integrated to work well with Android devices that don't work well I with the Apple. It would work way better if you had an Apple 4K TV or something like that, but that's yet another device I would have to purchase to put in here just for us to have for our phones to be able to connect and play better with that. Um, 
libraries of certain things would not transfer over for me. I have a lot of things in my Google Movies and TV application that is not on and on a- Apple as far as oh, really? I know. Like, so there's a lot of things that don't translate on there. So Google they, isn't available on... You, certain Google things like Google Apps and stuff are, but I don't think all of their applications are available. Like on Google like Books Google, and stuff like that? Yes. Okay. Things like that don't translate. Oh, well, that's a deal breaker for me. Then. Um, so there are things like that to consider as well, because I do have a lot of things backed end on there onto that. Yeah. And that would mean like it would be more if I was Apple oriented to be easier if me if I had the things on, um, what is it? through iTunes basically like yeah, all your iTunes movies and everything and everything iCloud iPad, and yes, all that. Yes, everything I I see you. Uh huh. I see you too. Um and. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, I, it's it's still a toss up for me too at this point because I still I I would I wouldn't mind doing that, but that would be a lot of integration that I would have to worry about trying to transfer that things over to, versus if the Pixel Four is just as well off. It's you know, a way of life. Do. Apple is. I guess so. I mean, a lot of people are diehard fucking fruit heads, and that's <laughs> fine. That's that's fine and dandy. And I mean, that's that's every. If you've had an Apple device and they were just like, oh, I've always had Apple devices because they're the best and stuff like that. Sure. Well, they'd be like, well, have you had anything else? Well, the last uh, Samsung device I had was a Samsung Galaxy S3. And then I changed to an iPhone 5 when yeah. that came out and I've never been back since. Well, you've never had an Android device then since then. I mean, so you, it's kind of hard it's for one you to way. compare. It's both ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've seen it from both sides. Yeah. I've, I've been on both sides of the fence and I see where both things... Like Apple builds a really nice user Simple. interface. Their yeah. UI is really nice. It's really neat um, and clean. Um, the phone works well as far as security base goes. It's a very secure device and everything. There's not really a lot of ways for people to hack into you. Does that mean you won't get calls from people saying the CIA has found right. your? You'll still get that. It has shit. nothing to do with yeah. Security, it has nothing yeah. to do with your security. That's just people guessing your phone number. Um, but I mean, you still you you've got a lot of that side of things. That's why a lot of government-ended people will use Apple devices because it's so secure on their network and everything. Um, but like I said, everything has its pros and cons. Yeah. I feel like I've always leaned more toward the Android device things because I do like having the option to have the that back end of the, the freedom to have that. I like having knowing that I can use movies HD at a whims, you know, at a moment's notice to do whatever I want to. I can put an emulator on this and it not be a giant archaic process to get one on yeah. an Apple device like it is now. And you can get emulators on there, but it's not a super simple process to do so. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, Absolutely. yeah, it's, got, it's got its pros and cons. I'm, gonna have to wait until i think the end of october anyway so even after they make the announcement and they showcase the pixel 4 and everything that it has to offer i'm still gonna have a period of time that i have to wait which works perfect for me because i might decide to be like i'm gonna go iphone 11 and try it for this go around and if i'm not a huge fan with it you know i'm I'm in it for two years it's a boat that i can sit in for for a period of time and just deal with it it's a boat you can sit in you know what I mean? And then go to whatever, <laughs> it would be the Pixel 6 or whatever at that point yeah. in time, and then hop back into that one. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I get it. I get it too. That makes sense. Yeah. Mixed dollars. You want to talk about a Direct? We should. Uh, so, Nintendo Direct happened uh, yesterday as of recording this, which was September 4th. Um, so, everybody might know what's up in the butt, but I'm going to tell you about some things in no order. That's why they're here. That's why they're listening to us. So, effectively, uh, effective today, September 5th, 
the Super Nintendo Entertainment System section of the Nintendo Switch Online Hub will be out and available. Oh, it's available now? It is available now. Oh, I Today didn't realize is the date. that. Today is the date. Nice. So if you have uh, Nintendo Switch Online services, you can go home right now, Shad Schubert, and download this stuff and uh, have all of your uh, goodies and games on here. We've got Brawl Brothers. Never heard of it. We've got Demon Crest. Never heard of it. Joe and Mac 2 Lost also in the Also never Tropics. heard of that. Kirby's Dream Land 3. I know what that is. Star Fox. Heard it. Uh, Super EDF or Earth Defense Force, nope. which they've made several sequels to. Okay. Um, Super Mario Kart. Nice. Super Mario World, I guess I should say first, and then Super Mario World 2. To Yoshi's Island. Oh, Both amazing games. I see what happened there. Um, <laughs> Super Puyo Puyo 2. Nope. Uh, they just put out a new Puyo Puyo game on Switch. For reals? Yep. Wow. Super Tennis. Breath of Fire. F-Zero. Uh, That's a racing Kirby. game, right? It is. That's okay. where Captain Falcon comes from. Oh. Uh, Kirby's Dream Course. Pilot Wings. Stunt Racer FX. Uh, which they did uh, specifically shout out in the direct because this is the first time on since its release on Super Nintendo, it's been available for download anywhere else. Really? Because they've never had it on any of like the DS or in market. Stunt or Race anything. FX. Yeah, never been on anything. Real else proud of that. I guess. I mean, it was a fun game. I played it, it a lot when I was a kid. Okay. I rented it from Broadway cool. quite a bit. Super Ghouls and Ghost. Uh, Super Metroid, Super Soccer, and uh, that's not like I meant two two, two titles. It's Super Metroid. And Super Soccer, not one game. Yeah. That would be weird. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, my favorite game of all time. Yes. So all of them out now. Awesome. Um, they all have the rewind function that is also on mm-hmm. uh, the regular NES one. So yeah. if you accidentally jump off a cliff and fuck up, you can swipe it back like five panels and try that jump again. Um, it has the multiplayer functionality, so you can do local co-op for the games that are out now and, and all future games and online uh, co-op or multiplayer, yes. which I was expressing to you earlier. I was like, it's going to be the first time I've probably really played Super Mario Kart on like the multiplayer because I've only played it a handful of times with, with friends back in the day when I was a kid. Yeah. But now actually getting the experience and being able to play it online, that's going to be a whole different ball game. Absolutely. But, um, Makes me excited for some of the other future titles that we'll see, yeah. like Secrets of Mana and stuff like that. Whenever those come out, you know, being able to play that multiplayer too. Um, they're doing a uh, a controller for this one as well. Um, oh, okay. limited like to like the... for the NES one was sixty dollars, I believe, okay. for the NES controller. Yeah, um, right. it was wireless, redesigned to bring back that classic feel and everything from the old NES controller. Um, this one uh, is thirty dollars. They learned from their mistake because the other one was got a lot of flack for being way too expensive, so they cut that price in half. Um, still, also exclusive. You have to have a Nintendo Switch Online service that you can eligible. subscribe into and and log into to be eligible to even uh, purchase it in the first nice. place. Um, just thirty bucks for it. Uh, is it wireless? Is that what you yeah, said? Wireless. Yeah, you said wireless, and it's got the. Uh, like at the bottom of the uh, the switch controllers, how it has the four yeah. pan, it has those buttons down there nice. too to let you know what place if you buy multiples. And there's not the only like you could play any game with that that you could play other games that aren't in this library because too. it's just joysticks really at that point. Once yeah, you get to it's the Super it's like Nintendo, a D-pad and uh, the buttons. So I mean, it it falls under the same thing. You could use this to play. Uh, I won't say for for sure for sure, but I mean. Maybe like let's go Pikachu or Eevee or something. Maybe you could use this to play since yeah. it's so simplistic as far as the buttons. Seems are. like anything you don't need to have that up and down kind of motion for. Mm-hmm. If you're just going left, right, forward, and back, anything 2D or or 2.5D would probably work just fine on there. Sure, you play some Toe Jam and it will probably on it. Yep. 
Uh, we got an announcement for the next Falk or uh, the next Smash Brothers character who is coming out uh, November, uh, and that is Terry Bogart from the Fatal Fury series from the old SNA, SNK uh, fighting games. Nobody knows what that is. They do. SNK, do they? SNK is a huge thing. I've never heard of it. SNK? No. It's really big. That's where uh, King of Fighters was from. Never Fatal Fury, Never Streets of, of Rage, nope. all of these different old beat 'em ups and fighting games. Dang. They're all there's classics. a whole world that I'm not aware of. Yeah, it's good stuff too. Um, <laughs> Terry's a, Terry's one of the predominant characters from that game, so they're gonna have it's him. Scary from, Terry? No, not scary Terry. <laughs> Terry Bogert uh, is gonna be uh, challenge pack character number four. Um, three was Banjo Kazooie, which they announced during the course of it that they had the official uh, release date for him. And Banjo Kazooie was available um, yesterday on the fourth of September. So nice. as soon as the direct was over, he was available for download. Uh, you had an automatic update on Smash Brothers that happened, and he was there uh, available to play. Cool. Um, they brought back uh, another Wii U classic, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, Sharp Fe Encore. Um, <laughs> I guess that's how you say it. It's a very large, long title. I'm sure this isn't a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> uh, in the similar vein of like a Kingdom Hearts and stuff, this is a uh, it's uh, or not in Kingdom Hearts, but like a like a Persona esque uh, game. It's it's set in Japan. It is uh, you walking through the streets of downtown Tokyo, um, doing a lot of different things that have the story elements. You have it's a traditional turn based RPG actually does have like a dancing segment to the game and stuff too that has like elements that tie to the way that your character uh, fights and everything I've never played any of the Tokyo Mirage games they're they're very big in Japan and it has a very big cult following as far as it goes for uh, the US so uh, I guess check that out I it make the biggest thing to that that makes me excited is that they're still pulling from a library of Wii U games. Yeah, that's And cool. also pulling from a library of Wii U... Like, this is a Nintendo-made game. So pulling from a library of Wii U games that is Nintendo-made, and it's also not necessarily, like, straight-up, like, ones that you would predict that would they would yeah. pick from. So it makes me hopeful that we'll see, like... Galaxy. uh Maybe, yeah, maybe, like, well, that was not a Wii U game, but, like, maybe pulling yeah. from something like that. Or pulling from, like, uh, Paper Mario, like, the the Color Splash. Yeah. Um, some of these other ones that people... Because like, that came right on the tail end of the Wii U dying, you know? What was the... What Zelda game came out? Was it on Wii or on Wii U? It was on Wii, wasn't it? Which one? Skyward Sword? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That was Wii. That was Wii. Okay. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, I'm I'm all for seeing Wii classic games as well, too. But there's a whole slew of, uh, of Wii U games that never got to see much love because the wii u was on the back end and then it's like here's the switch and then also like it just the wii u itself wasn't a generally huge bought console and you know it wasn't very very it was their worst selling console that they've ever had yeah so that 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 and uh i think the gamecube wasn't super well received at launch either too but it wasn't as bad as the wii u yeah but there's other games like uh the same company that makes the tokyo mirage session games are the same people that make like uh the the beautiful 101 which is like the small superhero characters that can like stack together and they use their own like body to form like a giant sword to fight another hmm. supervillain and stuff. And it looks uh, a wonderful one-on-one, my bad. Oh, um, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so it, it, that came out like the very beginning of like the Wii U's life cycle and stuff and not a lot of people picked that up and played it because it wasn't a well-received console. Sure. So there's a tons of titles that are like that that I would love to see 
ported over eventually, so yeah. that way a lot of people can pick these up and give them a little bit of love. Yeah. And I also just would love to see a fucking Paper Mario be on this thing already, because <laughs> those are my You're ready favorite. ready for it. They always happen at the end of every life cycle since the Nintendo 64. It came out the very end, whenever they were about to make the GameCube. And then they made a uh, Thousand Year Door right at the end, as soon as they were about to release the Wii. Same thing with Super Paper Mario, the very end of the Wii's life cycle. And then now the Color Splash. Color Splash, the very end of the Wii U's. Like, it funny. always is the tail end, and it always sells poorly because they do it right as soon as the new one's about to come out. Eight. Everybody's just like, we should just wait. Um, seven, uh, or seven almost said Deadly Premonitions. Deadly Premonition is getting a sequel. This is a cult classic, almost Twin Peaks-esque horror game um, that did not get a ton of love and it sold poorly and it actually like was rated very, very bad too. But it had such a huge cult following that it got a lot of people picking up uh, Steam for it. And uh, I think it came out on Xbox 360 like PS3 that era. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people like rebought it because it had such a weird cult following that mm. had it on there. Um, they're actually remaking um, Deadly Premonitions, the first one. Um, Deadly Premonition Origins, which actually came out the day of the Direct, okay. which was just a surprise one the, announcement. One of the many things that came out day of Direct. Yes, that, that was like the trend. Like everybody was like, it's coming out today or man, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but this one's coming out uh, early 2020, Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise. Um, it's going to be exclusive to Switch. So they, they got the rights to, wow. to making them some uh, some cult classics there. Uh, the announcement of the Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection, which is uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue and Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, um, following that pirate aesthetic. Uh, they're bundling them together to put out. That's available uh, December 6th. Okay. Um, what I told you before uh, before the podcast, they're uh, doing a definitive edition re-releasing Xenoblade Chronicles, making uh, this being the home hub for all three Xenoblade games, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1, 2, and X. Um, all That's here. not how the numbers work. It was, well, it, well, technically it came out Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles X, and then Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So it's definitely not how no. numbers work. Um, but uh, all of them all together in one little home. So if you've never played Xenoblade Chronicles, I actually only played through parts of it um, because I rented it from Gamefly. But what I played was a really fucking well-made JRPG. And it's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, Overwatch is officially coming to Switch. Um, it'll be out on October 15th. Um, it's going to have basically be like the Origins edition that came out on uh, Xbox One and uh, PlayStation 4. Uh, so you'll be able to uh, have all of those characters that have already released, plus uh, all any future characters that get released, you'll be able to get for free as well, too. That's nice. kind of how they did it. You pay the... Now I think it's like $40 for the game proper. I'm not sure if this this one will probably be 60 since it's new to it. Um, but you get all those characters for free. That's just how Blizzard works with it whenever they made that game. Uh, you get a definitive edition of Divinity Original Sin 2 um, coming over. And it's actually going to support cross-save between uh, the version of the game on Steam and Switch. So you can cool. actually carry over your save from the PC version of the game over to the Switch if you want to play it on the nice. go and stuff, which was a really cool, unexpected nod to that. Um, game Freak, the creators of Pokemon, making yeah. a new game that is not Pokemon. Is this the only game that they've ever made that's not Pokemon? Yep. Really? It was previously called Town. Now it's called Little Town Hero. Nice. Um, it says here, uh, the character main character named Axe, nobody ever leaves this town that they live in. You basically live there. You get a job there, you die there, kind of a thing. This guy wants to uh, go on an adventure, um, 
whenever it all kind of spurs whenever he's about to leave town and these monsters start invading town so it basically becomes your character protecting the town from these monsters that are invading and everything i think it's uh thirty dollars that's a kind of like an indie title for yeah, this for company sure. um but they're kind of first stepping out of the bounds great um and that's a good idea they yeah need, they uh, the to. battle system looks different it's kind of a mix between uh jrpg with some weird uh, little tweaks to some of the systems and stuff they it's like a wheel system that has that picks specific uh, attacks that like nice turn based yeah in traditional uh, pokemon sense certain uh, weapons and items that you'll use will be effective or super effective against specific types of uh, monsters and stuff that you have coming through how's the game look it it looks really good it's polished it looks similar to like your your like pokemon sword and shield it's it's got more of a cell shady finish to it though it's it's a little bit of a different design um, but the music on this, uh, which I was super excited for, they got Toby Fox, the guy that created Undertale. He made the entire music soundtrack for the game. And uh, I'm, I'm, he's such a good composer and such a good uh, just developer in general. But his music for that game is fucking iconic. Nice. And uh, having him do the music for stuff that's not just his own projects and stuff like that makes me really excited for him because I... I don't know. I want nothing but good things for that guy. He single-handedly made like one of my favorite games of the last five years by himself. Music development, like just design of the characters, the story, everything is all just him completely through and through, and it's all amazing. Perfect. Um, but that game's coming October sixteenth. Cool. So within a single year, we're gonna get Game Freak making two games. Yeah. Completely different from one another for the first time. Within a couple months. Yeah, which is within within a month of each other. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bethesda is re-releasing Doom 64 for the mm-hmm. 25th anniversary of uh, of Doom, bringing it out to exclusively to the Switch. Yeah, that comes out on November 22nd. Um, you were super excited. I'm for super it. pumped. I've never played this game. The Jedi Knights uh, and Jedi Outcast uh, is a really good series. Yeah. Um, so Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 uh, Jedi Outcast will be available for Switch on September 24th. Yeah. Um, just a little bit after this episode's come out, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's in within. Within a week or so? Yeah, yeah. within Maybe a week, week or so or of it, yeah. Um, if you've never played it, definitely check it out. Um, if you if you don't have a Switch to play this on... Because um, this is a PC game originally? Right? It was a PC game originally. They re-released it and put it out on like Xbox 360. I think it's even on Xbox One now. I feel I like it's touched everything except for the Switch. And I don't think it's on It's not on PlayStation at all. I don't so. know. I don't, I don't know think if it is so. or not. But, uh, I think I would have picked it up. You can get it on PC. It's usually regularly... Um, on bundles, uh, yeah, from like humble bundle. I probably or even own it. You might. It's, but it's a good I just game. Don't play PC games. I know, and that's so. what I'm saying. If you don't own a Switch, check it out on PC yeah, because absolutely. it's worth it. Story wise, it's a really cool, unique story. Gameplays wise, it's uh, it's it's for people that wanted to play a game that was would eventually be like Force Unleashed. This is like a Force Unleashed for people before ah, okay. Force Unleashed exists. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that very reminiscent of that. And um, we're getting the Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, the first one. Yes. In early 2020. They haven't given mm-hmm. us a release date on that. Yeah. They haven't given us a price point on this either, but um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll probably be picking this up. Well, that's another out. thing too. They, they I'd rather play this than the Doom remakes, but I because I was originally like, "Ooh, Doom!" I haven't played Doom in forever, but yeah, I'd rather play Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing too that I saw that was it, I don't think it's on this article, but it, it was a quick snippet of 
snippet, I said. Yes. Snippet of uh, some things that were kind of coming down the pike of different games they were planning on releasing. They're doing a remaster, uh, the remaster version of Devil May Cry 2, bringing it over, which was kind of an odd choice because it's that's like the that's the black sheep of the Devil May Cry family. Really? It's the one that sold worse and it gameplay wise is kind of garbage. Maybe they were like, here, you can do this one. Well, I yeah, guess. I mean they've done for Devil May Cheap. Cry One HD uh, and that's available for Switch. Oh, okay. I, the 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 thing that was like everybody was kind of expecting was like they'll probably do three next because that's like the origin story that's telling about young Dante, young Virgil, and it makes story you know it makes sense contextually if you go ahead and do three next in the, in that thing they were just like no we're gonna go ahead and do two and I was would just do like two. why would you do also. two that it's game, the it's anal just retentiveness so, of like you yeah. have to do one and then two and then three. But the same thing uh, that, that's that's weird to me. Not that it's the black sheep of the family. Also, you can beat the game entirely with just using like pistols. Like I, I've seen people do it, like for like not speed runs, but like you don't even have to use your sword. You don't have to upgrade anything. You can just yeah. go through the game shooting every enemy because you can kind of juggle them in the air, and you can just like cheese the game the whole way through huh. and just experience the story. That's kind of okay uh, um, throughout it. It's just kind of, like I said, it was kind of got a bad rap for it and stuff. Uh, Super, Super Kirby Clash, it's a free-to-play Kirby game. Um, one to four players, local or online. Cool. Um, it's kind of... Uh, and it's out now. Yeah, it's out now. Right. It's, it was available uh, day of direct, so you can go and download it now. Uh, type fight as a team of four with your friends uh, by yourself, uh, you know, using other AI to fight with you or online locally. Um, go through different quests, fight through like Bosch Rush modes and stuff like that. But it's just kind of a surprise to have a Kirby game all of a sudden for free that they just announced yesterday. They uh, they just they they know what they're doing. That, yeah. that Nintendo, uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, getting yep. a Scream Park mode uh, that pits two to eight players against each other in the big arena style ghost battle. Um, got a few new details on Sword and Shield. You're getting a Pokemon camp where you can kind of. Uh, hang out with your Pokemon. You can cook uh, a bunch of different types of like curry rice, different types of uh, foods and stuff for you and your Pokemon to mm-hmm. enjoy. And you can even visit other people's camps, see their Pokemon that they've got with them um, nice. at that time and stuff. Uh, pet them, give them treats and all kinds of stuff too to kind of get them level up and everything too. Um, they showcased a few new Pokemon as well, which uh, I won't get into, but check that out too if you're interested in all of the Pokemon Sword and Shield shit that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizon. You're excited about this? Yeah, I, I love Animal Crossing. They showed uh, they showcased some of the different things, the new crafting modes that they have for it's more similar or I guess... Uh, a Minecraft like in a way, oh, really? Um, where you'll pick like four wood blocks and the piece of stone, and you go into a bench and you design it that way mm. and kind of make an axe or whatever that way. It's it's doing that, and this game will now have up to eight player co op that you can do okay. with it. You can actually go into another friend's world, um, help them do some stuff with mission wise, help them build segments of cities, you know, and help each other out, kind of giving each other materials and stuff, and. Uh, it's just opening up the the doors to a multiplayer version of Animal Crossing that's not really exist beyond this point. Uh, I guess apart from the one that was mobile, but I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not going to count that one. Yeah. Um, Trials of Mana is getting a remake. That's one of the three of that Mana games. Yeah, it's it's going to be in there. But this so the, the collection's already out, and uh-huh. so they're they're doing what we've seen many uh, collections do these days is they do. The remake and they push it out as a as a collection and then later on they piecemeal it out. Mm-hmm. So they've already Secret of Mana has already been out. You could already buy that. Now Trials of Mana will be able to be 
purchased individually and remastered and remastered because which, the the one that's in the package of the collection is the same that was on uh, Super Nintendo. So proper. is this a remaster? Like you're saying, it's an it's an actual so remaster, the, like the Secret of Mana is for PlayStation Four. Yes, so in they're that going vein. full out. Yep. Are they gonna bring that Secret of Mana from PlayStation Four over? Uh, at any I, point, I don't know if they are or not. That's not what they're talking about. Yeah, the collection was just supposed to be retrofied, so yeah. that's why you got Trials of Mana in that collection because it's all three games. And I always understood that Trials was just like this release here was just going to be that section of that game chunked out. Nope. It's it's actually This is the second game in the series and this is the one that is getting remastered just like the one on PS4 like you that's, said. That's so weird. full 3D reimagining yeah. of it and everything. And yeah, then the other one is what Final Fantasy Adventure is the third one, right? In that package, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's still part of that That's story, the trilogy. Guess, yeah. It's set up to it because it's merging those two worlds together because they've never not been part of one another. I see. It's like Secret of Mana is just a a whole other segment of this universe that exists and that that was like a merging of worlds okay in a way that's what Final Fantasy Adventure was yes okay it's basically like taking your secret of mana character not characters but uh, a few key characters and world and merging it with the world of Final Fantasy it's kind of like having your crossover are all your Final Fantasies technically part of the same world not necessarily. Same universe. I guess the universe. Because yes. they're same. They're similar creatures and they're similar yeah. stuff. It's not like they cross over. Like, yeah. ooh, we also visited that land. Yeah, it's but... the same thing with like like Dragon Quest too. Like all, all of the Dragon Quest games one through eleven and all the other one offs that we've had. They're all still. They're not the same world, but it's it, it, they all have like different areas of this. I guess what we would say maybe same planet or something okay. or same universe or whatever because we do have same monsters. There's always slimes in every single game. There's always yeah. you know a jester, jackal of the character or whatever in every single game. Kind of like the um, Pokemon take place in the same Earth, yeah. but they're on different regions, different continents and of like the that. area and stuff. It's yeah. supposed to be like initially Pokemon was supposed to be a reimagining of a Japan and every yeah. area region was supposed to be other islands of Japan. And then they just and that's how spread, then they out, just spread out because the Gala region is supposed to be what London is. Oh, okay. Like that's supposed to be England. I that's see. what the new sword and shield is supposed to be based around. It's like, this is England. I see. Kind of a thing. Um, this game has a really unique art style. Uh, Return of Obra Din. Uh, it's looks like of, an 80s music video. Kind of, yeah. In a way. I told Manius it almost looks like, a, you know, those like black hole punch art projects that people will do where they take like a black yeah. construction sheet and they art punch and then you hold it up and you uh-huh. see the picture yeah it kind of looks like that to me in a way yeah um it's like a weird time travel pirate game in a way like it takes place on this boat and uh there's segments of time where you can control your time and go back and see like this is how this person died kind of a thing and you're thrust into this boat's is that a death clock uh, yeah, we could say that. Wow. I mean, it doesn't say that in the game, but we'll call it that. Metalocalypse. <coughs> um, so this is a this is a sequel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So there's an Oberdin game, and so and so this is the return of the Oberdin. Yep. And uh, what did the original come out of? Do you know? Uh, it's more recent consoles. I think it was like PS4 and, oh, okay. and Xbox One. It's not old. Okay. I uh, didn't know if it was like a Wii title. Or... No. Like that. Uh, Rogue Company, a new team-based shooter from Hi-Rez Studios. I can't remember what they make, but this is a very much a four v four Overwatchy type game as well. In in a sense, um, it looks 
okay. Tetris 99 getting a new mode called Invictus is basically takes it's like a, a class mode it takes everybody that is like the best players are like you have to be able to ch- uh, go through Tetris uh, 99's uh, legacy like thing and you have to be like a gold tier legacy member on there like doing really really well to oh. be able to even play this new game Holy mode because it's basically only the creme de la creme can like play in the Invictus mode. I won't I won't make it. I won't. I told Manny I was like I've played a handful <laughs> of times and I think the highest I've got is like 53rd. <laughs> I was like I'm not yeah. good at it. Um, and then the the game that's coming out later this month, yep. um, on September thirteenth, uh, well, it should have been out by this this episode out. Um, Damon X Machina gets another free to play demo, so get a couple of free to play demos, and your game progress if you play the demo does carry over. So nice. if you want to test out the game, it goes through a, a big chunk from the beginning of the game that you can play like an hour of, and all of that progress carries over to the game proper, which is like a thirty to forty hour experience. Um, Damon X Machina is kind of like a uh, mech game, like a Gundam Wing-esque yeah. game. This is the one that has there. the really cool uh, add-on controllers that you can yeah, put on like your Switch, Yeah, like the thick right? boy controllers that yeah. look like the uh, the Duke from That's the, the old Expo. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, is, me too, probably. Is that the, the Damon <laughs> like, X Machina means that, I, that yeah. those are available. I, I like, think they're like a November release, if I remember right. Yeah, those are, We yeah. talked about. Yep. Yeah. And it, uh, like I'm, I'm all for like mech games because they're always super cool to me. I've I've always loved like Gundam, um, Zone of the Enders, which was a Hideo Kojima mech based game. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm definitely more excited yeah. for that controller add on. <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, so do you have another palm at all? Um. Yeah, yeah I I do. I I um. What I was gonna, I'm, I'm drawing. I'm currently drawing. Drawing. I'm drawing, and uh, my, my palm. I'd say. What was that character's name? From SNL, Mike Myers did the drawings in the oh, bathtub. I don't that remember. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I am, I'm in dark crystal mode currently because yeah. Age of Resistance has come out. I haven't watched the whole thing, believe it or not. Wow. Um, I think being in Indianapolis kind of messed me up on that because I could have spent just ten hours watching sure. uh, Dark Crystal, but. Uh, by the time we get back together again, I am going to have that whole thing done, and I'm also going to have read, uh, there's the, we talked about it at one point in time, there's Dark Crystal Creation Myths, mm-hmm. is a, a three volume set of stories that predate the Age of Resistance story. Um, I, I knocked out one of them already, I'm going to get the other two knocked out, um, so I should be very Dark Crystalified uh, by the next time that we meet. Crystalified even. Crystalified. Crystallized? Dark crystallized. Dark crystallized. Oh, those are the words. Mm, Holy delicious shit. How about crystallized. Um, I think that my next palm that I want to do is, apart from, I, I, I said I'm planning, planning on playing the uh, the SNES games, I want to go oh, yeah, through yeah, yeah. and dive into uh, Remedy Software's new game that just came out um, um, I, at this point three weeks ago called Control. Um, Remedy is the company that made the Max Payne series. They made Alan Wake. Just really, really good story writers. The games are always very action-heavy forward and everything. Um, this one's no exception. Uh, starring, I think this is the first time they'll have a female lead that you get to play as in the games, which is really cool. Um, she has different like kind of psychic abilities. She goes through this... Uh, it's like a federal department of oddities or mysteries or something like that. It's like what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and... 
I think they the name of the place is called like they call it the old house. That's like the where this bureau is at or whatever. And you're always in this place throughout the entirety of the game. It just shifts and changes as nice. the game develops or like as it progresses and stuff. So rooms will move on you. They change and they come unique new rooms and everything. Um, I don't really know too much about the story, and that part also really excites me because yeah. I didn't really know too much about Alan Wake whenever I went into it now like almost 10 years ago and that was like that was like playing a stephen king novel to a t and it was like such a fucking cool unique experience and a really amazing game so i've I've always really loved their games i'm i'm excited to hopefully dive into this but that would mean i do have to make the 60 dollar purchase to dive into it um but i if i got the money i'm gonna do it cool (laughs) right on deep where have you uh where have you been found uh on the webs? Sure. Uh, or just in, in... Have you been visiting gutters lately? I went into uh, a park and I buried myself underneath a bridge. <laughs> so that way I could pop out at children like a troll. Um, and then if you find me online, I'm at Random Hero XIX. Oh, good. On everything. Um, next episode will be the live episode, oh, episode yeah. 60. Yes. Um, definitely check us out at facebook.com slash randomhumorxix. We will be there. We will be chatting with you live while we talk about a bunch of nerd shit. Yes, what absolutely. About you? Um, you can find me at Shed Schubert on things as well. Um, I'm mostly on Facebook is where I'm mostly active as far as that goes. Um, and then Twitter, Instagram, I kind of suck at. Uh, the uh, website that I've got blogs on is shadschubert.com. Uh, you can also find upcoming shows. There's none actually at all right now. I don't have any shows on the slate. So you need to get on that. Looking to book. Looking to do some booking. Um, but then you can also check out um, our weekly releases, upcoming releases. What's coming out uh, is on the ifnzpodcast.com. So not the just ifnzpodcast.com. As well as you can check out our, our social media feeds and our newest episodes. Um, and I'm sure we'll have some other uh, other things on there as time progresses. But for now, uh, ifnzpodcast.com is officially up and running. So please go check that out. Give us a like. Leave some comments on the articles. Um, we'd love to hear what you have to say. I feel New Zealand.
Production.